Welcome to Winning Is Not Everything, where we bring sanity back to youth sports by focusing on character development, effort, and sportsmanship, not rankings and trophies. I'm your host, Sean Jensen, former NFL reporter, children's book author, and youth sports coach. There's a saying that time waits for no one. And in my lifetime, a lot has happened. Some progress has been made, but sometimes we lose sight of context. And basketball legend Katie Smith provides an example of that. Let's get to it. When I speak at schools and organizations with young athletes, I often ask them to share with me their dream. Many young female athletes have, without hesitation, told me that they want to play in the WNBA. That's why I had to do a double take when speaking to Katie Smith. When she was a young ball player growing up in Logan, Ohio, she didn't have a pro league in the US to dream of playing in. The ABL didn't play its first game until the fall of 1996 when she was 22 years old and the WNBA arrived just a year later. So despite her love for basketball, Smith had planned to follow in her father's footsteps and become a dentist. In part two of our conversation, Katie Smith and I are gonna discuss her growth in basketball, when she saw a path through the sport, and what her recruiting experience was like versus what top players today go through. Take note everyone, this humble legend's insights are very inspiring. What's something you wrestled or struggled with in middle school or high school? I don't know. I, I just—it's kind of a tough question, and I—you ask some of my buddies. I've never come up with any stories. I'm the worst when it comes back to remembering stuff. <laughs> but struggled with—you know—I played sports. School was pretty focused on academics and, and sports, and I, my buddies were awesome. Um, probably, I mean, I navigated kind of the hanging out and whatever. I probably didn't do as much, you know, throughout high school and college that maybe some other people did. So I think maybe for me, it was kind of enjoying the process, maybe a little mm. of, of kind of balancing all of it. Cause you know, you're so into, I got to do my schoolwork and you know, sports is here and then you have your AAU, but, and, and other things. And you're also working on your game. So I think maybe that of just like kind of trying to balance all of it, you know, I felt I was solid in it, but I, you know, I know sometimes, you know, the hanging out or whatever. So I don't, I think it may be that. You know, overall, I felt like I still had a blast with my, my buddies, you know, but it was, you know, something obviously I was focused on what I wanted, the things I wanted to do because I knew what I wanted to do after. So I think that might be just it of balancing kind of the personal and like not professional at that point, but kind of the on and off court, kind of enjoying the moment a little bit, not just working to the next thing. I couldn't find this. I'm guessing it's pretty high, but do you remember what you were ranked coming out of high school? And what did you think about being ranked? I think I was top 10, whatever. It was like the USA Today. Like, I, you know, the rank, obviously, they didn't do any of what they do now, you know, ranking players. Thank goodness. I, I think it's I think it's just so much for them to handle. Like, and, and, and who is ranking you? You know what I mean? Every time you rank somebody, it could be, it could be 10 people and you rank them 10 different ways. You know what I mean? So, I, again, I, I just, I'm not a big fan of it. I think... You know, I enjoyed that I went through life at a different stage than maybe these kids in some ways. But I think I was like top 10. I was highly recruited. I know that. I mean, it was awesome. Like as a kid, you're you're like, this is cool. Like you're getting, you know, handwritten letters from Pat Head Summit and Tara Vanderveer and Debbie Ryan and, you know, Nancy Darsh when she recruited me and, you know, Gino had just started in uh, Connecticut. And so 
I mean, that's the fun, and you're, you're getting phone calls, but nothing like these kids because we didn't have cell phones. Like, so you had to catch it at home, you know, on the landline, you know. So it was, <laughs> it, I think it was more enjoyable because it was less, but it was, it was great. You had enough to go and do your thing. You weren't always, you know, connected. Um, so, yeah, I thought it was awesome. But again, I take it back to my folks, you know, kept me grounded is that I always thought this is great, but they're telling everybody the same thing. It isn't like I'm the only one, like, right. I'm, I'm not the only one out here getting these letters and you know what I mean? But so I always thought like, okay, I know I can do some of the things that they're saying, but I have to, I have to do the work. Like if I work, like I know I can, if I listen, if I, you know, do the right things then some of these things can happen to what extent no one knew, but I thought, well, some of the things they were saying could be true if I do what I'm supposed to do. But yeah, it was kind of cool, but I didn't, I mean, I was one of the top, I don't know, you know what I mean? One, two, three, four, I don't know what they want to say. <laughs> Katie, when did things really start to click for you with basketball? just as a player. I mean, was that pretty immediate? Because again, it's hard for me to find information from when you were a a middle school and and early high school player, right? I mean, again, it's just different. But did it click for you pretty quickly? And were you pretty established as one of the better players in your community and state pretty quickly? Yeah, it it did. I, as I said, I still did multiple sorts. My dad played college football. So so, you know, you knew about the college world, but I didn't necessarily start. My parents never said, hey, you're going to play this and go to college on a scholarship, right? Or any sports. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't really in my head like I wanted to play sports. You know, it was I wanted to be a dentist. I, wanted, I was figuring out I was going to follow my dad's footsteps in that because there weren't professional leagues and whatever. But it wasn't even talked about like, hey, you can get a college scholarship when we started playing. So they kept it. They never like talked about it. It was just, they allowed us to kind of just figure out where we were going to go and what we we're going to do and talked about like careers in the sense of stability and, you know, what's going to be needed in this world, and, you know? So I guess, you know, junior high, AAU was probably started around there. So I played 13 and under, but I think I was 11. I think I played up. And then I went to my first camp, I think when I was in junior high as well, down at Ohio University, because it's right down the road. So then you got letters. And so, yes, in my, so when I was a junior, in junior high is when I realized that I'm pretty good, right? I was a good athlete. I could jump. I could, you know what I mean? I was, I was a good athlete. It was a good size. Like, you know, I'm coordinated. So when I was in junior high, it was starting to, you were getting attention and and it was starting to kind of like, huh, I'm all right. And then you're playing well. So, but to the extent of what it could become, you know, it was like, oh yeah, I go to college. Gonna, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? That's when it's that's when it started. I never thought prior to that really a lot about playing college sports. It just we always mm-hmm. went to OU and watched games, basketball, football, but it wasn't like, oh my gosh, this is what I want to do. I just love playing. I love volleyball, um, track. You know, I got recruited for volleyball. But I think in junior high is when I realized, like, oh, I'm pretty. You know, I'm getting some letters from schools. I'm pretty good. And, you know, but to what level? I don't think I really put it together like, ooh, I want to do this. Um, and of course, the WNBA and ABL didn't exist at that time. So it wasn't like even professionally, it was a thought. So, Wow. Which school gave you the first offer? And, and what grade offer? were you in at that point? I don't point? think I remember. 
you know, oh, you probably wanted to because they're right. You know, we went there all the time because that's where my dad went to school. But I don't I think they figured I wasn't maybe, but they did. all. I mean, they sent me letters all the time, but they, I think, had an idea. I don't know if people offered. They didn't offer. They just recruited you. They are, you know, the official visits and obviously going into your I think it was just the attention and, you know, as they recruited you up until you picked your official visits. And then you went on, but I didn't have like official offers at whatever age. It was just more, they just recruited you and you continued conversations and then you narrowed it down to these are the the schools I want to go visit and then ultimately making your decision. So, um, yeah, it was more like that. It just kind of narrowed itself out as we went. You talked earlier about how your parents got you involved in so many activities and sports, and I know you were a dancer for a while. You just mentioned how much you enjoyed volleyball. We see so much now, specialization and kids who are just, to me, playing too many games, not enough practices, maybe not playing other sports long enough. What are your thoughts about how being so involved and passionate about other sports helped you to be a better basketball player? Yeah, I'm I'm a fan of trying and playing other other things and doing other things and having other interests. I think it both the mental piece of it of the pressure. There's more pressure now. The people are thinking, "Oh, I can get my kid can get a scholarship," and there's just so many, you know, and be a professional. Like it's just in their face a little bit more. But I think mentally, it allows them like to be involved in theater, to go be in sports and have multiple things and balance it, be around different people with different interests. I just think mentally it just helps you just kind of embrace and also have a respect for other people and what they do and other interests and people that are different than you. I just think it, it exposes you to stuff. So mentally, I feel like doing other things and being around different types of people, I think is is great. And then ultimately the the physical, if you are an athlete, yeah, I think your body training differently, uh, a sport that is constantly pounding one way and then being able to go do something else or going to do track, which is an indi- more individual, but it's more of, you know what I mean? But it's it's different. It's a different mentality. It's a different skill. I think it's it's so important to do that for your body, but also mentally. Um, I th- And I'm a believer that if you're good at something, they'll know it. It's not like you're going to not get <laughs> recruited. Or somebody will not offer you. If you're good at a sport, whether you play three sports and you're good at one, they will know and they will offer you and you will get a scholarship and probably at the school that you want if you are at that level. And and again, it's during the summer and during your off time, of course, you're working on maybe the sport that you love the most or you're the best at or that you're probably going to go to school. I mean, during volleyball season, I'm jumping rope and doing things and ball handling, you know, to make sure that I'm, you know, basketball, because that's kind of my I love, you know, that was kind of what I want to do. Summer, you're going to camps and playing summer ball and working on all the things you need to. So there's plenty of time to, to do those things and maybe specialize. But I know it's very different to schedule the recruiting and, and, you know, the whole schedule is different. But I do believe that kids ought to play more than one sport and find time. And I and don't I don't really like that coaches are like, you either pick this or that. You know what I mean? And, hmm. and sometimes kids don't know what they're good at. Maybe they are better at something else and, and they never even gave yeah. it a shot. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I, I think both mentally and physically, I think it's important for these kids to try because this is the one time in their lives, in our lives when we were kids and maybe even through high school, that you have the ability to do that many things. 
You know what I mean? Like, cause as you mm-hmm. get older, you don't have time to try this, try that, try that. You got to pick one and maybe, ha- you know what I mean? Like that's the yeah. one time of your life when you're a young kid, it may be through high school to have the ability to do some things and try things out and experience things. Cause once you get to college, I mean, there might be some intramurals, but you got school and maybe you have to work and you know what I mean? So I think that's like the mm-hmm. one time in your life that you ought to like as much as possible, try some things for those, the memories and the experiences and everything. Cause I, I just think it's for many reasons is important. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Winning Is Not Everything. Please make sure to like the podcast and subscribe to the podcast so you can immediately get the latest episode. If you have any comments or questions, visit my website, seankjensen.com, and go to the contact page where you can even leave me a voice recording. Winning is not everything, but the three H's to be a real hero in life are hustle, humility, and heart. I'm your host, Sean Jensen, and we'll see you again next time.